want to hear you make some noise. US 131 Motorsports Park. What you like most about drag racing? We are live right now with Modified to the Lanes. Welcome to the US 131 Motorsports Park Drag Racing Podcast. Strap in and hang on for all the latest news, results, and happenings from the fastest track in the world. Gary and Justin will offer different perspectives for what's going on at the track and highlighting different drivers and events along the way. This week we'll be covering a, you know, we'll have a recap of the 2020 season and kind of go through the events and a little bit of the, the how the points shook out and honor the champions just a little bit. Uh, we want to save most of those accolades for the banquet whenever we may be able to have that. And then we also have the, the official 2020 Modified to the Lanes uh, awards ceremony that we'll we'll go through and we've got some pretty special awards to hand out during that process so thank you for taking the time to download and listen to our show if you like it please rate us accordingly and tell your friends and family if you have any ideas or suggestions please let us know now gary 2020 was a, a year a lot of us would just as soon forget as far as what's going on in the world and all that other stuff but we're going to talk yeah. about getting away from all of that and what the 2020 season was. Well, there's one place you could get away from that is, is at the track. You know, once we got there, we got involved. It's easy to forget there was a pandemic going on. Oh, absolutely. It's quite, it turned out to be quite enjoyable as it were. No, uh, no nitro shows this year. The three big spectator events, you know, had to go by the wayside and that was sad, but uh, we did have quite a few uh, good races. You know, we had 14 points races this year that went off without a hitch. Oh yeah. You know, how many people did you talk to, Justin, that, that thought the place was packed every time they came by? You know, they came by on the highway and I'm so surprised to see how many people were out there. Did you hear that? Yeah, I did. I I did and and people were surprised that we were able to do what we were doing. And you know, mm-hmm. driving by on the highway, yeah, the, when the place is full and all the rigs and everything are in here, it does look packed. And and I would I would liken it to a, a campground or anything else where everybody yeah. has their own space. Nearly everybody's mm-hmm. got a motorhome these days, and if not, at least an enclosed trailer that you know you can you can really keep to yourself if you want to, and and if you mm-hmm. if you're a little more social, um, you know you can ride around and 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 do those sort of things, and and still be mindful of of the the pandemic that's going on. True, true, yeah, that's that's for sure. Everybody I talked to, you know, they they noticed the big uh, trailer park, obviously every time they went by, but they also noticed the stands were empty. And so it all made sense. Yep. So it was all a level stuff, not so much spectator stuff, but participant level. Right. And uh, thankfully, we got that in. We got 14 points races in. Actually, there was a 15th one for the juniors. Uh, but one points race was called in uh, in May after the second round. Okay. And another and another July 19th was totally rained out. Okay. Otherwise, we were very lucky with weather. And, and uh, again, the car counts were pr- pretty good. And it was pretty successful. Yeah, uh, I would the say jun- the juniors they they had a chance at the bottom bowl bash for on August first. They had one day of uh, points, but it, it it rained that day too, right after the third round. Oh yeah, I remember so, that. So nobody was able to get to, too far ahead by by coming to that bottom bowl bash race. Yeah, the Midwest Ju- Junior Super Series they came. Remember that they had uh, uh, a good turnout. I think fairly good. Yeah. Um, how'd you how'd you guys do in that 
Yes, and you remember? Well, we didn't race that weekend, um, and mm. I'm trying to remember what what we were doing other than working on the house. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we, yeah, we our our year was was really taken up by by building the house, and and thankfully we're we're in that now. Just a few finishing things to to wrap up over the winter, but mm-hmm. we'll be able to hopefully focus a little more on racing this next season. Well, the the locals didn't do generally speaking all that well, but it doesn't mean that they didn't. Uh, do badly. I think uh, Roman Michelangeli was runner-up in his age group. Uh, Peyton Jimenez, he won the quick 16. She won the quick 16, sorry. And uh, uh, in sportsman, uh, Antron's son, is it, was it Anson, Anson Brown? Anson yeah. picked up the win? Yeah, he won the sportsman. That was the big dollar race. Anson, Anson Brown. And in the uh, in, index groups, uh, that, that day we had uh, an 890 runner-up with Riley Van Aken. And then uh, pro sportsman, Antonio Icoangeli, that's a name I just love to say. How many ten syllables <laughs> in that thing? He uh, he won the pro sportsman class, which is really cool. And yeah. uh, Brooke uh, Paquette was runner-up. Oh, wow. So an all 131 final there. Yeah. So when the big money came out, it wasn't so bad. You that's know? right. Quick 16. And then that pro sportsman class, uh, the 131 cars shined. Yeah, that's awesome. The, uh, the IHRA Sportsman Spectacular was one that they'll never forget, I think. <laughs> How, I, I heard a little something about this, that they may not necessarily want that kind of car count uh, going forward. Yeah, I don't normally want to talk about numbers, but it preceded the SFG race, right? So the following Monday, the SFG uh, week started. Right. And the IHRA Sportsman Spectacular, unbeknownst to them, were, were, uh, were there the, the preceding weekend. On the first day... Uh, Underwood, Galetti's, Gage Birch, I mean, all, all the big guys, all the hitters were there. And as we uh, we had a Sunday like we'll never forget. Oh, yeah. I, I remember that day. Yeah. That work yeah. the next you, day was, was pretty rough. <laughs> well, do you remember uh, uh, who was in the final and modified on Sunday? I do. <laughs> it was yeah. uh, one thirty in the morning when, when Jeff Green and I went down the track and that's right. I had to get That's up right. and be at work Monday morning. <laughs> so, yeah. as I was going through the, the stats, I saw you and Jeff raced in the final, and uh, did you, and I don't know if you know, but uh, you probably remember that in the fourth round, uh, you were one thou from a perfect run. Yeah, you were triple O and then one thou under. Well, I'll I'll add some more numbers to that, Gary. It was actually four zeros. And four, yeah. four ten thousandths under. <laughs> <laughs> it's out there. Yeah, that's the closest Golly. I've been to a perfect run. But yeah. My, yeah. my opponent was red. Okay. Yeah, that's how you got around it, going under. But, uh, yeah, that would have been tough to beat. Well, I, I obviously, you wouldn't have needed to go that far under. But that was that was pretty impressive. I thought that was neat. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, that, that, that led into that SFG race. And obviously, that was history made right here in Michigan. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that was one. That was a huge race. I mean, the biggest ever, right? The biggest money, that's for sure. Uh, Madison McCormick, she won the uh, the ladies only race. She won the five grand. Remember that? Oh yeah. And yeah, then we, uh, she she did good. She's a you know somewhat of a local racer to us. I mean, they, yeah. they live in Michigan. We'll claim yeah. her. Ran uh, ran juniors with us and stuff. Jeff Ledford was a runner-up in the, one of the first uh, 100,000 races. Yep. 100K. He got there. He beat uh, Brian Rockwell in the door car final. Yes. So we had t- two of our, our locals there doing well. 
And then uh, obviously Bill Swain had the weekend like he's never had. Oh yeah, I mean that's that. I I would have I I would have put money on Bill Swain. He was driving better than I've ever seen him drive. And mm-hmm. I mean it 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 didn't really matter who staged up next to him. It just he made it work. I mean he was he let go like it seemed like between I don't know four and nine pretty much every run. And oh yeah, just just went down there and made the right moves at the finish line. He had uh, two entries going at ten cars. Yeah, he lost the one entry at six, so he had two yeah. inch two entries in at six cars and lost one there. And who did he lose to? Do you remember Samuel? Uh, it'll it'll come to me eventually. <laughs> so, but I I mean I know he beat um, Honey Wayne in the um, at 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 six cars with the one entry, and I, he dropped the other one, and I don't remember. Maybe it was Shane Carr. But either way, mm. I mean, a hugely impressive showing for, for one of our local guys, Bill Swain. Oh, yeah. In fact, he probably made more money than the winner. Um, you know, it was, it, I think it was and, close. I think yeah. it was close. Yeah, but you probably. That was on Saturday, but after Sunday was over, mm-hmm. it, that wasn't the case. Oh, no, that's right. Because Steve right. Sisko won the $1.1 Sis- $1. $1 and then turned yeah. back around and won the hundred thousand to win race on Sunday. That's right. He won two in a row. That's in strange. a different car. But uh, Swain probably made three years' wages right there. That's for sure. That's on impressive. That, uh, on that Saturday, <laughs> in, in, yeah. in one day. So, how many? Uh, can you guess how many runs went down the track? I happen to know. Over the course of that week. Yeah. Can oh, you guess? I would say probably. I, geez, I don't even know where to guess. Maybe 3,800. How about you, Samuel? Do you, you know how many? I do not remember. I remember there's a ton, though, because we, the scraping to the eighth mile after that was fun. (laughs) (laughs) Did you guys do that every, every day? Uh, no, we, we scraped the starting line every day and that that was starting at the sportsman spectacular. So that we did not start the week off great either. No. Wow. There were 8,500 runs at the SFG race. Unreal. Isn't that something? That, yeah, <laughs> that yeah, Jay, Jay added it all up and, and kept track. 8,500 runs on that track. I can't imagine. And just think of the, the track help and, and all the people that stayed there to it. And, you know, Brian Lones did a lot of announcing. I, I don't know if he did 80%, 90% of it, didn't he? He did quite a lot. And, and one of the and, things that – that loans does a nice job for is he uses uses some different words to describe what's going on and kind of makes mm-hmm. you scratch your head and wonder if he actually knows what he's talking about or if mm-hmm. you know if he's got a thesaurus up there in the tower with him just to come up with a different way to describe what just happened. No, he's he's well read and I'm sure he has a, a very rich vocabulary, but I uh, I couldn't believe all the different ways he could describe those races but it yeah it just went on and on he did a wonderful job it was fun to listen to and fun to watch oh yeah we were actually during that that weekend we were in bristol at the world footbreak challenge and oh we were parked next to to ricky pennington and he had mm-hmm. the he had the live feed going on the tv outside of his motor home and we <laughs> we nice. would we would make a run and then come back and, and hang out and watch the race you know that was going on here and go back mm-hmm. up and make another run and it was that was a good time yeah, yeah, but that's uh, that was that was his history made there. Nobody's ever had a one point one million dollar drag race of any kind at any time, anywhere, 
and and that money definitely went out to the racers. Unbelievable. Uh, the next one, the Bottom Bowl Bass and Junior Dexter Bonanza. This one's near and dear to your heart, I know, and that, oh, yeah. uh, that was successful. Uh, day two was shortened up by rain a little bit. Uh, but uh, day one, David Wells with the black truck, right? The stepside pickup. That's right. He he won over Mark Hancock in the final on the first day. Uh, the second day got shortened up by rain. But uh, who won the third day? Anybody remember? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> do, you, do you have it written down somewhere, Gary? You, you <laughs> yeah, I do. We're having a hard time. Yeah, I do. Um, that was for 7500 bucks, right? And yeah. Samuel Peterson won that day. That was a, over uh, Albert Shart. It was a good day. A lot of fun, really quick rounds going through because we were we were pushing because of rain. We were, yeah, rain, rain was on its way. I think yep. if that, oh. that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah, there was nine rounds in that race on it on the third day, and uh, Samuel, you stayed dialed at six six sixteen all day, never yep. moved the dial in, and uh, double O three times through that. Yeah, Samuel was definitely definitely driving the wheels off mm-hmm. of that truck, and and you know Al was doing really really well too. He was. Mm-hmm. Al was still doubled at it seemed like maybe ten or twelve cars. He was yeah yeah you know he right. was doubled pretty deep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do anyway, remember that now. So uh, just a wow. little uh, inside scoop on <laughs> on what Al was doing. Al runs a sixteen bolt system in his car, and without an alternator. So between runs, he would take the battery out of the car, put it on the charger, and then just swap the battery that he just pulled off the charger. Really? Put it back in the car. Wow, because I, I mean, I, the, I, I do have two 16 you, volts, but I don't, I don't have an alternator either. Right, right. Which is interesting. Huh. So, I don't know, that's mm, a, just a, that's just a, a way to, to come back to the trailer. To <laughs> no do. kidding. No kidding. So why, uh, why no alternator, Samuel? Um, I mean, I really don't need I've We've been testing before. And I've I've made five six runs, never put it on the charger, and it's dropped like a volt, maybe. Right. Well, part mm-hmm. of the reason why you, I mean, some people do run an alternator, but by the time you put you know eighty or hundred amps into your into your charging system with that kind of voltage, you tend to start to cook some of your you know your water pump or your fuel pump or those things don't like to see that kind of voltage. Mm-hmm. So okay. that's 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 my understanding of the mm-hmm. why. A lot of guys don't run an alternator on a 16 volt system. Mm. Yeah, it's too hard on all the componentry. Right. And if you got mm. good batteries, I mean, it's something you don't have to worry about. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the points thing went off just fine. We had uh, six very deserving champions. Aaliyah Pitch won her third beginner junior dragster title, which is pretty amazing. That is amazing. <laughs> she won it in fine fashion. In the advanced, uh, Riley Van Aken won, you know, and it's only her second year of racing. So just, just got started. Yeah, let, let me throw a little something in there, too. Did you happen mm-hmm. to see how many races Riley actually made it to? No, were, I mean, yes, I did. It, it, yeah. uh, she missed five or six races, I think. Yeah, That's she, crazy. uh, she missed five weeks. Uh, and she, so she raced 10 and made it to the finals in four of those 10. Yeah. That's that was enough to miss something. That is unbelievable. Yeah, she missed five weeks. But, uh, yeah, it was a delight talking to her mom the other day, getting some of the information together for the banquet. Uh, Brooke Paquette oh, uh, yeah. rounded things out. Now, now realize there's three female points champions in junior dragster. That is that is really cool to see. Isn't that neat? I that like is. that. That is. 
Uh, Donnie Hager was uh, our street winner with 594 points. Nobody's ever made that many points. That's, you know, we haven't. And, and that's uh, a class that runs, what, six rounds a week, maybe sometimes even five rounds a week. You know, uh, that's, yeah, it's just to, <laughs> to, to accumulate that many points. I mean, that's pretty much just showing up and cashing a paycheck every week. Yeah. There was a uh, one week where it was a seven round race somehow on May 31st. The others were all six and five. You're right. He won the 52 rounds. And the coolest thing about Donnie and street is he is the only one that didn't lose in the first round all year long. No kidding. Is yep. that, that's not just in street. That's. The whole track. Oh, all, all classes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That usually happens each year. Somebody will make it around first round every every time, but uh, this time it was it was Donnie. Who do I have to put yeah. in a good word for to get something like that to happen? <laughs> I don't know, but uh, you got to be better than half the people to do that, right? Oh, no, it's just the better than better than the person you're yeah. racing. Yeah, the guy next to <laughs> first round. Well, <laughs> only half the people win first round, and that's uh, every <laughs> single week. You know, what's what's interesting is he was a, a street champion in 15, 17, and 20, and in second place, 16, 18, and 19. So, so he, he has been f- first or second every year for every year he's raced. Wow. In the six, six years he's raced in street. So he's pretty dominant. That is, that is very dominant. But, uh, 594 points, 52 rounds of racing, and his average is four rounds a week. Four round wins a week, right? Yeah, so four that's even. That's like the semifinal round every week. <laughs> that's really right. when you wow. in yeah. the street mm-hmm. class. That's pretty much what it would be. Yeah, that's dominance. You know, that is sheer dominance. You know, that that's some talent. Oh, heck, he was third place in uh, in top. Yeah, driving driving Heinz Hauler's truck, right? Yeah. Yep. Then uh, Bill Schmidt, he was second place uh, last year. This year in in twenty twenty, he. he uh, God, he cracked that nut and got first place. Yeah, good. You for know him. what? These are the only two years he's been in points. Oh yeah, and he's he's been yeah. racing for a few years on and off and going to different tracks right. and stuff and and right. Yeah, he uh, gosh, he started doing test and tuning at uh, Thunderbird there in Muskegon. If you can remember how far back that must have been, <laughs> you know, easy ten years or so at least. But uh, yeah, he just got serious and man, is he talented? He's really really had a good year and. uh uh, Kip Burkhart, right, winning the top ET. Yeah. Well-deserved. You know, Kip Kip had a good season, and it started off really strong, and it, it mm-hmm. pretty much was a sure bet that he was going to win that night if he forgot to put the fuel cell cap on one round. Yeah. But, I mean, I he seriously, that's – so we, we were talking about some of these special awards. Maybe that's something that's – I mean, not once but twice, the fuel cell cap wasn't on the fuel cell. He left the line, coated the slicks and fuel, and turned mm. the wind light on twice. <laughs> I, how how does that even work? Like I, I don't know why anybody else showed up to compete with luck like that. That's that's probably by you know why the at the at the Memphis World Finals, you know Fabian Brown had to say that every time he came to the line, right? I heard somebody Kip- wrote that on his tech card for him. Yeah, yeah. Kip, where's my bur- oh. yeah, where's my fuel cap bird? Yeah, I wonder who did that. I I don't know. She's got brown uh, eyes. Uh, <laughs> did you know that, Samuel? I didn't know that. Actually. You didn't know that? No. Oh, sorry, Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I didn't know that. That's yeah, that's, Bill, where, that's where that came from. 
and, uh, he and Bill Swain had a real tight race there, three points, and they won. Both won the same amount of rounds. It's just Swain had a few more in, in the uh, buyback rounds. Right. Yeah. Well, if it was if it was three points, that's just one buyback round. Chris mm-hmm. Kip won one more buyback round than than Bill did. So anyhow, I certainly hope we get a chance to to celebrate our winners and and all of our top uh, points earners at our banquet like we do every year. Now usually it's at the end of January. So what's what's the latest? What are you hearing about uh, plans to the banquet? I know it's too early to tell. Well, Samuel may be able to speak a little bit more on this, but is from my understanding the situation's pretty fluid, and we're just gonna kind of kind of see what what we can do in regards to the the regulations and and keeping everybody safe and and every everything like that right yeah i mean uh we talked about it a little bit throwing ideas around there's not really i don't anything as good or as special as the way we normally do it per se and to get together you know obviously we can't do it at the track because it's cold it's a little frigid outside now yeah way too cold for me (laughs) (laughs) yeah so that's kind of like a we'll see what happens hopefully hope for the best yeah yeah i certainly like to do it you know in person you know in a venue and uh you know, maybe if we get our immunizations going, we can we can get together yet before the next season starts. I don't know, but uh, I guess that's all we do know is we don't know right now when when and if we can do it. But it certainly, is a it's a great social time. It's a great time to get together in the off season. Uh, hopefully, we don't have to do it virtually. Oh, for sure. And I hope you're right. And hopefully, hopefully, as we get a little closer to to springtime, you know, if if that's the case, if if things really start turning around and and looking a lot better. Maybe we will be able to do it, you know, in, at at some point close to when we normally do, and and I know a lot of people look forward to that, myself included, to you mm-hmm. know be able to get together and and find out what's going on with everybody, you know. Yeah, it, it's mm-hmm. a good time. Oh, it certainly is. There's a lot of smiles and a lot of a lot of camaraderie that takes place off the track, and everybody gets kind of dressed up and checks that out. Anyhow, I I hope it happens. Well, you and I we did talk about some awards for the 2020. We did. We had, uh, what uh, what do you got? Well, I uh, we'll we'll start this off. I think with with something a little, I, I guess, a little more serious than the rest of them. This is this is strictly a, a Gary and I trying to entertain each other um, <laughs> during the day today. So bear with us. I hope in uh, and, and I guess I'll add one more disclaimer that if 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 we got any of these wrong or you really you know think that we we hit the nail on the head leave us leave us a comment on the facebook post from the track and we'll uh we might make adjustments from there but either way the uh the 2020 uh modified to the lanes podcast awards we're <laughs> we're going to we're going to go through them right now and the and the first one is going to be the track crew member of the year and this one mm-hmm. this one was unanimous uh, there was no no preemptive conversation on this. We we both said Chappie at the same time. I mean, yeah, Chappie worked his tail off week in and week out, and you know you, you never see him complain. You never you you see a good attitude, and and he just he he shows up and works. And oh yeah, the the coolest thing that I saw all season, as far as especially with you know recognizing somebody who probably doesn't get a whole lot of recognition, is. N- Pretty much every single uh, bracket racing Facebook group or page during the week of the SFG Million had a picture of Chappie and just mm-hmm. just a just a quick note about how how hard he works and just how much mm-hmm. everybody appreciated him. So Chappie is yeah. the is the 
the Modified to the Lanes podcast track employee of the year. No question about it. And, and should uh, and well-deserved. I've often told him he's the hardest working guy in the place. I've been telling him that for years. But I, I do like uh, uh, Dave Minix. Uh, Ch- I like his nickname better than Chap. It is Jason Chapman, by the way, yes, right? Yes, it is. Yep. Okay. But uh, he likes to call him Chapstick. Chapstick? Yeah. <laughs> Does Minix have a, a nickname? He, he really doesn't. Hmm. We call him Hillbilly oh. every once in a while. Hillbilly? Yeah. We might, we might have to work on that. Yeah. You know, I, so. this this one just came to me, too. And we'll give an honorable mention to Dave Kahn. Um, mm-hmm. Dave mm-hmm. Dave works really hard behind the scenes. For sure. That's one yeah. thing I'll build on that a little bit is he's been, he was a tremendous help this year during the week. Because during the week, we didn't have our normal maintenance guys. So the people going around doing the trash cans... That was, oh. it was mainly, it was Dave always was doing it. Sometimes mm-hmm. I would do it. Sometimes my dad would do it. We were literally going around and picking up the trash this year. Right. And it was all right. Dave Kahn, all total credit to him. Wow. That's Absolutely. fantastic. It, yeah. All, all he does for the juniors too. He helps, he pitches in, he helps it blossom, right? Yeah. Yes. He's, he's up there now. <clears throat> he's yeah. at, he's at Craig's now tearing yeah. it. So. <laughs> so. Jeez. Yeah, I mean that's that that is that is somebody who certainly an unsung hero around this place. Yeah, but uh, what a work ethic those two gentlemen right there. Oh, for sure. Pretty proud, Gary. You have something on your list? I don't. I don't have the full list with me. Well, right let's now. see. Well, I uh, the the most uh, most coordinated award has to go to to Bill Smith. I don't know <laughs> if you if you if you folks know this, but. But uh, Bill was Bill climbed on out of his trailer one time last last year and rolled his ankle over. I mean, he heard stuff snapping and popping. It was not good, and it uh, it swelled up like a softball, and he was hurting. The Thompsons jumped in the car, went and got him a, an ankle brace, and they got it all wrapped up. And all weekend long, he was racing with that uh, with that. Uh, <laughs> how, how did he ankle. do that weekend? I don't know. I don't know. I should find out. I should, should. put that together. You should cause... because uh, you probably did better than you deserved. Well. But it's funny how you get the. You, you ever played some pain like that in certain sports? Don't you? you oh yeah. You know, I'm sure going down the track, he didn't feel a thing. Probably not. No. But, uh, once he stepped out of the car, I'm sure he did. But <laughs> not only that, uh, another time he was walking around his trailer and tripped over the door of his trailer and fell and and ripped the the tricep loose from his elbow. <laughs> I shouldn't tore, laugh at that. <laughs> tore, tore, so he's walking around with a broken wing and and uh, and dealing with that. So he's kind of hard on himself. I guess so. so. It came came to the realization that the the safest that Bill Schmidt is when he's at the track is when he's going 150 miles an hour down the track. That's in his car. Oh, right. Maybe maybe we ought to call him Grace. <laughs> oh, that'd be a good one. <laughs> Bill Graceful Schmidt. Well, well congratulations to to Bill Schmidt for being the most coordinated driver at 131. <laughs> oh my. Yeah, we'll have some we'll have some fun at the banquet with that one. Oh yeah. So I I've, I've got I've got one the uh the the I, I we're going to call it the biggest mistake made on the track. And okay. this one it'll remain anonymous unless you know about the story, you, you know, then you know. Uh there's a certain driver in Top ET who was was really focused. They they struggle once in a while crossing over. And they were really focused on the, you know, they got staged, got the button held down, and, and at the flash of anything, let go. Well, that flash of something was a bird that flew by. 
And when the, <laughs> when the car left on about the second amber, <laughs> he realized what had happened. <laughs> so that one, uh, yeah, that uh, and and maybe that's something we'll we'll turn to our you know our audience and and let us let us know some of your your worst mistakes from 2020. Oh yeah, I'm sure they'd love to share. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, didn't uh, didn't a bird hit Kip's car down to World Finals? Almost, it flew right in front of him. I think oh, there were a couple of them, wasn't there? Two, yep, two? there's two. Wow. wow, that's pretty scary. You know, an open cockpit car. You know, that's mm-hmm. the uh, the buyback champion of the year. Although they were, it, it seemed to really go for several several racers, but uh, Aaron Starbuck is definitely their buyback champion this year. We, you know, we, it's a we came to that conclusion, and and I'll just I'll real quick cut in, because mm-hmm. had Aaron not had to buy back so much, he'd have been the points champion. Oh yeah, yeah, so. yeah. He won uh, he won five rounds more than Bill Smith of racing, but thirteen of them were after he bought back. He wow. made it to four finals with one win and three runner ups, but he won fifty five rounds. But again, thirteen of them were were. Uh, after he had bought him back, and and that happened to Bill the year before, right? You know, he had more wins than uh, than Boardman, but it's just, I remember he, that. He, he just couldn't get around the first round as often. Just couldn't get it done. Yeah, so Bill had five rounds in the in the buybacks, but uh, Aaron had thirteen. There were <laughs> other uh, other champions like that too. Peyton Jimenez had, uh, I think, one more round win than Brooke. Oh, really? There was she had. Hmm. One more, uh, you know, buyback. Oh, okay. Yeah, I knew and, it was really uh, close at the end there. Same with uh, advance. Roman had more round wins than Riley. Okay, but it was but, all the uh, nine in the buybacks. Yeah, you got to win first round. That's the moral, right? <laughs> <laughs> it helps for sure. Yeah, when you're splitting hairs at the end, that's for sure. But uh, yeah, I, I give that uh, buyback champion of the year to, to Aaron. That's for sure. All right. So I've got the most oh. disappointing loss of the year we're gonna i'm gonna give that to bill swain yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah he's on a roll and that's you know how racers get you know how all of you guys get when when you're on a roll it's hard to make things, are, things are clicking <laughs> exactly yes. exactly you're, you're confident and you're driving like a champ and and uh getting a little bit of luck maybe coming your way when you're splitting hairs and and uh that's that's the kind of day he was having oh for sure yeah uh, probably the most disappointing races that actually are, are two that didn't happen okay. to me. On on June 20th, the Mojo Quick 16 final was going to be between Kip Burkhart and Dick Matika, and it was one of those 1 a.m. deals. And it was just getting too dark and too or too too late, too cool, too wet, whatever, too damp. Yep. And uh, and they called it off. I don't know if they flipped a coin and Kip won, but Matika's never won his own race. They've been doing that Mojo thing for three years. In fact, that was the first final he'd ever been in. No kidding. Oh, I think he's, he's I, in I've, a two because I think Kip beat him once in a Mojo final. I think he broke. Oh, I could be. I think. Yeah, I think he, yeah, he uh, does that quite a bit. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, and uh, but I, I still wanted to see Dick. I certainly just wanted to see the race. That's for sure. And then uh, the other one was a September sixth final. You know, the last race of the year, the top ET between Brad Wallers and Bill Swain. Yeah, you know, every round that went by and Brad Walters win light turned on, it's like, man, this guy's on a roll today. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Brad's never for a loss of words. He's 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 still to this day quite sure he was gonna kick Bill's teeth in, that's for sure. He's gonna send it <laughs> send him to the dentist. But well 
it's never to be. So it's uh, that, that's on hold, I guess, to a later date. But again, same thing. Got too late, too cold. You know, the moisture, what, whatever. For whatever reason, they decided to call that one off. Sure. And just just split the money. Sure. So it was really disappointing. Those are the two races that didn't happen this year that bummed bum me out. That's for sure. Okay. All right. Yeah. So next one on my list is the best wreck without hitting anything. <laughs> So we okay. came, we came to a test and tune um just to watch. This was probably well, later in the year I would say. And and at, pulling through the gate, there was there was this rear engine dragster on an open trailer, and I got to looking at this thing and there are some parts on this deal that is that have got to be 50 plus years old. <laughs> I mean, it had a Vertex Magneto, it had a Predator carburetor on it, it had upswept headers, you know, on a small block with the tractor flaps. I mean, mm-hmm. this thing was was certainly home built, and I give the guy credit for all the time and effort that he that he had to this car. Mm-hmm. And we were watching, and and this thing came up. I was like, I, I really want to check this car out and see see what it does. <laughs> My Gary, I I don't know that I've ever seen both sides of a dragster more times than I saw that car going down the track. <laughs> I mean, a little he, tra- traction troubles, I, or what? I don't even know. Like it was. <laughs> It kicked out the one way, and he got off of it and got back in it, and it kicked the other way. And, I mean, he did that all the way down the track. And, <laughs> I, I mean, he was he was hand over hand a couple different times. <laughs> I've got no idea what happened. I don't know who it was or anything. So we were we were hanging out watching some more, and, and pretty soon this guy comes walking back carrying a helmet. And it's mm. like, that's the guy with that dragster. <laughs> he walked, something broke, and he walked all yeah. the way back to his truck, picked mm-hmm. up his truck with a trailer, and drove down there and picked up his car, and they left. I'll be there. So, never heard what happened. No, I, never, I never found out exactly what happened. Nor did he, he never saw him again? I, I No, I didn't see him again. I don't know if, uh, Samuel, I don't know if you saw that run or not. But... I, I didn't, I missed that. That was, <laughs> that, was uh, that was about a 1,600 foot pass down a 1,320 foot course. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, that's, I'm glad he didn't hit anything. I'm oh, glad he came out unhurt. And <laughs> I'm glad too. he came up and gave it a try. But oh my gosh, that's, that's funny. So he probably just put it back in the barn where he found it. <laughs> you you would you would think so. Looking at some of the some of the parts that he scrounged up for this thing, you would certainly uh, think so. Well, hats off to him. Oh, for sure. Can, mm-hmm. Good drive. And uh, let's see, what's the fastest pit vehicle you ever seen? Well, I'm going to give that award to Al Bruce Hart. What? Al has a mini bike that mm-hmm. he has. GPSed himself at 69 miles per hour on <laughs> Whoa, a doodlebug mini bike at 69. Now, oh my gosh, we've all seen Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> every time yeah. I think of, I see Al riding on his mini bike, I see Harry and Lloyd on their mini bike riding, <laughs> <laughs> riding around. <laughs> Going to Colorado. Yeah, but oh, 69 wow. miles an hour on the on the doodlebug mini bike. Wow. That's a that's a part of weight ratio thing, right? I think that's a, that's faster than it probably should be. Oh yeah. Now if you get well, a twice chance, as fast. you need to you need to go check this thing out and and get him to talk to you about it. And I mean, okay. I ho- hopefully you've got probably twenty twenty five minutes to <laughs> listen to what the you know what all the work that he's got to this thing. But it it is pretty cool. Al Al spent a lot of time and done a really nice job on it, and it's yeah. it's a it's a cool deal. Wow. Like a motorcycle engine or something? No, it's just a like a Predator Harbor Freight V twin engine. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> wow. 
pants. But I do have one more award, and that was the uh, Zero to Hero Award. Okay. Right? Is that what you wanted to call this? We'll, we'll call it that. Well, you decide after you hear this, but on, on August 6th, it was the last race of the year, Samuel dropped it, let go on that truck and broke everything in the drivetrain, right? That white truck. I, yep. What, what mm-hmm. broke first, Samuel? I don't know. Is it drive uh, shaft or something? No, it was yeah, the, the pumpkin. Center the section of the rear end. Yeah. Okay. So it spit the rear end of it. I broke the yeah. drive shaft. I probably broke the tranny and, oh, yeah. and dumped oil all over the track. Oh, it was great. He uh, he pushed it out of the way and then I, came, I didn't walked think back I, I didn't even there. push it. I don't think Sam pushed I, it. I <laughs> didn't look at it. I didn't push it. I just went back under the tower, grabbed my scraper, and went to yeah. work. Yep. That's he white. came out. He's all by himself. Didn't ask for any help or anything. Just began to scrape the freaking track. Do you believe that? That's why we gave him the, the zero to hero <laughs> award. <laughs> Congratulations, Samuel. Yeah, thanks. That was an expensive award. Yeah, he, he took matters upon himself. Well, nobody else is going to do it, I guess. So he just uh, grabbed the torch and get, got busy. I think everybody pitched in at that point. But it was, uh, yeah, he saw saw and he conquered, right? He had to saw the mess he made himself. Pretty seldom when a racer will come back and help the clean up after they soil the track like that. Oh, yeah. Well, he took sure. it upon himself. I, I thought that was pretty cool. Well, I think that's, that's going to do it for us, Gary. Um, as It was yep. really nice to, to get with you and, and – chat a little bit about the 2020 season and yeah it was a lot of fun good talking to you folks and uh everybody take care have great holidays and uh be safe out there we'll see everybody as, as just as soon as we can take care